0: Okay. See, the ugly side of me was thinking something real ugly when I was just having that thought. (laughs) I was. But you know what? This is how you transform and you manifest what you want out of any thought that could come out of your head, no matter how ugly it is. I'm going to demonstrate to you how to snatch that thought from a demon and transmute it into something else using, I mean, I've called it a number of different things. I've said emotional alchemy. I refer to it as quantum leaping. Some people have referred to it as quantum transformation. I mean, quantum tunneling, whatever you want to call it. For me, I refer to it as the formula that will allow you to take charge of your own life and manifest your dream. And snatch that and dis- extinguish the nightmare of a life that you had previously been living, okay? I'm going to demonstrate to you how to do that. And I'm going to do it visually, in some cases mathematically, in some cases emotionally, in some cases spiritually, some bi- in some cases symbolically, in some cases geometrically. Let's just see how this goes, okay? So I'm going to call this one, I'm going to put at the center a G. And then I'm going to put a circle around it, okay? So from that thought, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to try to demonstrate the thought that I was having earlier today regarding the case that I'm working on, okay? So the G means something to me, which I'm not gonna say out loud, but just I'm just gonna put a little thing there, okay? Just because I just wanna get it all there so that when I, when I go back, the little symbols will prompt me. Okay, and then at the top, maybe I'm just gonna say pie club. This is like a pie club example. <laughs> let's just put the fork around that little E there. All right. So I'm, I am am right now writing the visual that goes along with this recording. Okay. For some reason for me, it's, I guess it's a little bit more satisfying to um, write freely and then record my voice freely and then you know, go back and talk through the visuals. I, I don't know. I was recording it. If if I had an external video recording, me, it'd be fine. I just don't. I like talking into my phone and I like writing with my left hand on my paper. All right. So let's just put for here. Let's just put longitude and latitudes. These are the L's. Longitude, longitude, latitude. All right, so, oh you know what? Let me just also put the ugly thought because I, I don't, I don't want to forget that. The ugly thought. Ask me about it. I don't want to put it in this recording because I want this one to be all positive. I'll put the ugly thought in a fictionalized version of it on, the, on another recording, but not this one, okay? So I have for longitude, latitude, Okay. And then I have, you know, so longitude is the, like, I guess going from left to right, right? <laughs> and latitude is like, it, it, any okay, so honestly, it's easier for me to look at it as not, when I think longitude, latitude, I know a lot of people think the glow, because those references are used when referring to like a place on the earth. But when I see it, I look at it more like a graph you know, so I just put like the, it's like the intersection. It's like longitude, latitude. So I put the L's. So it's almost like then they intersect in the middle, you know, they intersect in the middle and it's like at the center of that, you get a point. But they need each other to be anything, you know, otherwise each one is just like an infinite line. So longitude, latitude are kind of like one thing. It's a point within a Space And most people look at it as like, you know, oh, that's how you find a place on the earth. But you need something to give you more depth. Because if you just have longitude and latitude, it really is just like, a it looks like a cross. You know, that's what, it, you know, if you were looking at it from like, let's say like a point of view of like a graph. All right. So. There, in order to have any more information, it's like you need to have additional information. And so some of that additional information might be like if you're thinking about think about longitude latitude, as like a a building. And let's say you were on the thirty-ninth floor. Well, you need more information in order to tell you that this person needs help and they're on the thirty-ninth floor. So you need what they call a Z location, which is your up location. Like, okay, it's it's here at this corner, but you need to go to the thirty ninth floor. So that's called a Z location. You know, so if you were looking at a Z location on on like an, on a on a two D scale, it would look like a you know, like, uh, I don't know. I make mean, us it would look, I mean, just like a closed triangle. I mean, it would just be a closed triangle. And then that would make it like three points, you know, because you'd have the place where the longitude and latitude intersect. And then you would have the place where, you know, it goes up. You know, and telling you that it's on the thirty ninth floor. So that would be like three pieces of information. Okay. So it's it's like well yeah. So so you know. Okay. So like if you arrive at that one point, you know that that one point consists of two things: longitude, latitude. And then if you go up, you realize that oh okay, there's a third thing in there, right? But it's still you can still represent all of that as I guess this was, this would be 2D. (laughs) So anyway, so, all right. So hold that thought right there. Okay. So now the issue that I'm, now I'm going to go back to the graph and talk about the issue that I'm working on with my G in the middle. So the G in the middle is representative of a company that I'm working for. But I'm just, I put the little E there just to represent like energy. Okay. Okay. And so the issue is that in in very, very broad strokes, you have a sort of jockeying for position when it comes to access to like um, a consumer's personal data and information. You know, just think about the type of information that would be most valuable to somebody that's trying to like sell you something. I mean, they love to have every little detail of your life, including like, where you're moving inside of where you live and all that kind of stuff. Okay, hold that thought because that's the fourth piece of information, movement. Okay, movement within a location is also very valuable information. And really the only way that they could know that is through um, like kind of like, The next phase of the internet, which is everything being connected. So if everything is connected, you can know when one thing within that environment moves. It changes, right? It's here. It's there. It's up. It's down. in order to do that, you need real-time access through things. That's why they call it internet of things. So in some ways, like the human is in the middle of that, like, you know, just think that toroidal human in the middle kind of concept you're kind of in the middle of that and there's some there's just there's like um electronics and intelligence and surrounding you that is gathering details and information about what you're doing and it's created like this system around us as humans and even around the earth where there is just this constant flow of information circling and circling and circling at all times and we as humans are kind of like the readers in the middle. Like we are able, whatever the density is, whatever the frequency is, whatever the information, however it's arranged, it allows us as humans to perceive it and receive it and interpret it and things of that nature. So that information, I, I just I describe it as like it's swirling around at all times. And, but... The companies closest to the energetic form of that down in information, of course, have the most information, right? I mean, that just makes sense, right? So, for example, if you are an energy company, you're like sitting at the head of the table, right? Okay. But then there's another type of industry that also sits real close to that table, too, Those are industries that can interact with that energy and then pull out information. You know, in order to be able to act, to interact with something that manifests or (laughs) demonstrates or presents itself as pure energy, well, without some degree of connection between that and let's say a physical 3D human form, it's kind of meaningless, right? So you kind of need some type of agreement or understanding or covenant between you that can define the relationship so that the pure energy, when it shows up at your door, let's say I'm fictionalizing, the the apparatus or the person or the thing or on the on the other side of that door, when you open the door and you're saying, Hey, what's up? (laughs) You gotta know how to communicate. So, in a sense, Um, the circuits or channels carrying that information, that intelligence are like the next layer, right? So if it's pure energy, let's say, which none of us can, can understand because we're swimming in it, literally we're swimming in it undefined and boundless unless we have something kind of anchoring us and holding us together, all right? So let's say I'm drawing, like for, going back to the beginning of the, of the recording, I remember I said I had this circle and then a G in the middle and then like a, a, a teeny tiny Euro fork, <laughs> which is my reference for Pi Club. Okay, so I'm going to draw another circle around it. And I'm going to put that, that circle as, let's say, um, I mean, it just ha- I just think we just have to leave it really broad and just say intelligence. intelligence and then let's say all right let me just I think I'm, I'm I'm gonna put information okay all right intelligence information because okay now all right so so for example what I just said you know what I mean you have to know you know it's it's knowledge let me just put knowledge Knowledge, information, intelligence, um, but you still need a way to exchange like intelligence with the pure energy. Let's say, um, so it's like look at that that conversation about pure energy. Is let's just say that's one thought. <laughs> and draw like a table. That's like one thought, right? Because it's like all right, we got to be able to convey all that in one thought. And then let's say on the other side of that knowledge, intelligent information, you still need a link in between there. And that link in between is what we know as the Internet <laughs> or, or in some. And, and I think I know it is telecom because that's my industry. That's my area of expertise. That's where my knowledge base is. So let's say if the next if, if let's say the most basic layer is energy, like electricity, let's say let's say the next layer is like knowledge, intelligence, information, then the next layer would have to be some sort of physical medium, right? It would have to be, right? Or else none of that would make any sense, right? So let's just say the next layer is physical, all right? The next layer is physical and it it consists of something. Just think about all the myriad ways we can receive knowledge, intelligence, information. I mean, it can come through your phone, your TV, the internet. I mean, you know, libraries. I mean, um, walking down the street, whatever it is, in order for it to register for as um, knowledge, intelligent information for you, you need a way to perceive it, right? You need something physical. So let's just put that next layer. It's physical, all right? And then I want to put, all right. It's, let's just put like a, like a smaller layer surrounding that. And let's just put, I'm just going to leave it really general. I'm just going to put like apps and put like visuals. You know, it's like because you got to be able to see it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you've, you've got this brilliant thought in your own head, that's really great. But unless you are able to uh, communicate that thought coherently to someone external to you, it will remain just that, a brilliant thought in your own mind. So this is like my exercise of trying to get what, what feels to me like a brilliant thought. I'm trying to get it out so that it can be of use to, you know, in some way as we build this new system. All right. So, <clears throat> all right. So I'm just going to put my logo there. <laughs> it just seems like an appropriate place to do so because it, from my perspective, I'm saying, well, that's really all there is in terms of communication. And so what, what, what I feel like, you know, what I'm saying is like, I think what, all right, so let me, let me pause right there and kind of like connect my thoughts. I think the message that has been really harder, much harder to get out is how does any of that impact? everyday, average, ordinary citizens, like who cares about any of that stuff? And I think that has been hard and really challenging for me to talk about because the ways that that is relevant, I think, are in a a sense, they would sound futuristic to a lot of people. You know, but it, it doesn't sound futuristic to people who work in technology because People who work in the technology industry that already know that some of this technology already exists. You just don't know it yet. I mean, that's kind of like the distinction that's happening now between, you know, you could mention some of these concepts in certain um, groups and it would be it's not even a matter of fact discussion. It's not like how to prove that it's not those discussions have been gone like nobody's having those types of discussions like in other settings the discussions are like scientific like and academic about if any of that sounds strange to you it's like I think people who think it sounds strange or unbelievable are like um the intelligence surrounding communication is so much further advanced than what you believe to be the case that this concept shouldn't sound mysterious it shouldn't sound like science fiction it's actually a real thing like you know there's people who have access to this realm you know this realm like The exchange of pure energy and knowledge, intelligence and information before it's physical, before it is apparent or manifested in the physical world. Some people have access to that. And there's lots and lots of people who know that it's not a it's not even like a it's not even like a mysterious thing. It's a known thing. It's like a proven thing. It's been proven over and over and over again now. I think I think some people have a fear that people if everyone knows that this is a fact and they develop the ability to do it they feel like they're going to have anarchy. You know, and I think that there's other people who feel like but that's still not a sufficient reason for you to withhold people's like knowledge of freedom and independence. Like you have no right to warp, play with people's time, essentially, to keep them believing in something that has been proven to be unreal for the sake of withholding the structure of your already demonstrated, extremely exploitative, discriminatory, and unfair system that treats many, many, many people. So poorly that it should be abolished on its face upon arrival. Abolished. So it's like your disbelief in what has been proven as science at this point is for the purpose of keep, keeping that system intact. In fact, your disbelief is the blood that it flows through that system. Literally. It's the thing that keeps that system alive. Which has been proven to be over and over and again a monster. And why people don't see that is just baffling. Oh, I shouldn't say it like that. I feel like that's what makes people feel like, you know what I mean? I feel like some people feel like it's it's such a change in thought for so many people. I feel like people don't like being shouted down to like that. So... I don't want to come across that way. And I can see now how that can be off-putting to people. And I get that. I think what happens is that some people start to get, like, motivated by a sense of urgency. Because they kind of see things happening and they know what's going on. Especially if you're working in the tech industry, you see stuff, you know stuff. And there's many times I just want to hasten delivery of, you know, lots of things that I and a lot of other people think that people should know. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. I am really trying really hard to kind of like tone down my own like emotion over it, because I recently watched a program where this woman, I'm not going to say her name right now, but I thought she was so, you know what, maybe I will. Her name is Whitney Webb, Whitney Webb. And so many, just go do it, look at some of her stuff on YouTube. And you see like what she's talking about it's like and she's saying it like so calmly and she's done such excellent research i feel like i just want to pull my facts together so that i can explain some of this stuff as calmly as she did you know knowing with knowledge of all the facts having everything lined up i would like to be able to explain some of this stuff like that you know because it's it's, it's it would be such a change in thinking for so many people that I do think that before anybody would even delve into this space, I think that they would want stuff already to be proven and demonstrated. And I, I just feel like, you know what? Well, maybe I'm the one to do that then, you know? So no, I'm going to end it there. And um, again, and I, I will post this recording along with the picture that I was writing at the same time. Okay, thanks for listening. As best as I can figure it out, I think that they have like figured out that there's some sort of connection, at a quantum scale of like deep thinking and emotion and creativity. The issue is finding the right balance because what also comes to mind is that they can see some sort of connection between that and like being bipolar there's some sort of connection the issue is being able to find the right balance so that you are able to articulate the message coherently you know and that's how that's how the so-called system is able to distort the message because they're essentially able to distort your presentation of what you perceive as truth because they can sort of like They can kind of like make the logic seem unreasonable. They can make the timing seem, you know, inappropriate. They can make the message seem biased. They can make it sound, you know, so they can distort the message because they can kind of like manipulate the human presentation of that message. And they do that as a way, it's it's like a control mechanism. Because it's like they're able to like stand in the middle, like as the arbiters of truth or what gets presented to the masses and the public is truth. They're able to stand in between that and distort it. And that infrastructure is in place to keep them in power. It's like it, it places them at like an advantage from like a time standpoint because they are essentially controlling your time. They're, they're controlling the time of the people essentially below them or after them, you know? So it's like, I think that's why it's so important to stay, I would say, I don't know how to describe it. You know, once you kind of see how things unfold, you realize like, wow, this is how it goes. I compare it to, I was thinking a bit earlier about being in a black box. You know, I had made a record recording earlier about algorithms and AI, and people once once the um once the technology begins to think for itself, which which it is designed to do, they refer refer to it as a black box because at some point they can't see past their own invention. Like you can't think, you can't understand what another thing is thinking. You know, obviously, so that's what I call the black box. And I was like, you know. And one could make an argument that, okay, maybe we're in a black box, you know? Because somehow, some way, everyone seems to, like, agree at certain common elements to the current arrangement that just don't work. Like, why aren't we able to change that? And I was like, how would you make that into something, like, interesting? And I thought of, like, the box, like, and I started just doing, like, a thought experiment. Like, imagine if you were, like, a conscious algorithm, right? And you were thinking, well, wait, everybody keeps saying black box, but based upon how they describe it, that kind of sounds like us, me. <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah. We as humans were designed to think for ourselves. True. Obviously, there was a sy- there's a system that holds all of this together, otherwise we wouldn't exist. Right? So that's what the comparison is. It's like, okay, maybe we're the algorithm, <laughs> you know, and it's like the system designed for us to think for ourselves. And now we've designed another system that we've designed to think for itself, you know, then what do you do to, to ensure that that black box thing that you created hasn't, um, which was designed, it, it's basically due for an upgrade. Like, we've learned some new stuff. Like, we wrote those rules at a time where it made sense at that time, and it was true at that time. We got to do an upgrade, though, because now we have more information. And so how do you do that? Like, how do you effectuate that? And I was just like, okay, maybe we're the black box. Like, maybe we are, like, the intelligence at the core of that, that is able to essentially crack open and receive this bigger message, this broader message. Like, what would, how would that unfold? And I started thinking of like, a way like, we could communicate. And I was like, all right, so just think about if you were as big as it, you know, like the sky, like, that's your point of reference, imagine a a system so much bigger than ours, they could look at ours, like, from a, our entire universe, let's say from a telescope and say, Oh, I see a little particle there. (laughs) Like we would look to them like particles look to us. And let's say, from their perspective, let's say they were like, Oh, there's the Higgs boson. <laughs> I'm just making this up to science fictionalize it. So maybe, but what we realize is says, Yeah, I might be really small, but I can hear you. You know, it's like we can communicate, let's figure out a way to do that. And so what I was thinking was that, well, if you take those two points, one, which is that okay humans are in the process of creating AI and algorithms that are designed to think for themselves. And once that intelligence gets to a certain place of precision, they refer to it as a black box because that the rules are also are designed for that thing, the algorithms and rules to kind of think for themselves. Okay, So that's what we refer to a black box, but doesn't that sound similar to our system? Like, we know we're not God. We know we didn't create this, right? So we know that if we're here perceiving this reality, it had to have been created by something or someone else, right? So perhaps we are the equivalent of their black box, you know? And maybe part of the point of this exercise is to, like, figure out a way to, cr- to communicate across black boxes, you know like maybe we're the similar particles that need to communicate in order to help upgrade the entire system so I thought that would be a fascinating exercise like how do you draw that like how would that look visually could that be represented geometrically like how could you convey that information and I thought okay so one thing we know like maybe we use geometry and we say okay I think a good approximation for infinity or the sky, the universe could be like a circle. I mean, I think it's like, so maybe we know it's like, okay, it's a dot, right? I mean, okay, let's do the particle example. If you had a bigger or really super, super far away civilization that were found away, like our um, James Webb telescope, like, hey, or or something similar, something they found something, and they're like, it's just a little dot, because that's what earth would look like, teeny, 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 tiny, so small that it would be inconceivable that it could even be anything. So imagine that's like the the equivalent, Earth is the equivalent of their tiniest particle that they've discovered. And I think for us on Earth, I think it's the Higgs boson, I think. I hear a lot about quarks, whatever the case is, whatever is the most reasonable point to say, okay, that's the smallest particle, like not stuff you're still looking for, like stuff where we have some degree of like certainty. I don't know if it's an atom, I don't know, something where it's like, okay, let's stop here and analyze from this point. The, the Our dot, us as a dot, and them as a dot is a circle, okay? All right, so we've already established that, well, if we created some AI that was thinking for itself, we refer to it as a black box. Perhaps someone that was really, really, really far away that discovered earth um, or, or or was a system that understood the physics of earth, let's say. Let's say they referred to us as their black box. So maybe that's an, a, a next reasonable step. We go, we're circles first to each other. Now we know we have a common element, which is a box. Like we're both a box, right? just from like a logical way of thinking how communication could occur. Okay, we're 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 on the same page. I mean, it's like your circle, I'm a circle. Dot. <laughs> you know? And then it's like, okay, now we we both realize whatever I'm they might not even let's say on the in their reality, they might not even have like an image of what a box is. Maybe they just hear it. They're like, "Wait, they keep calling us a box. Black box. Like what is that?" All right, so maybe on our side, we say, okay, you hear that language and you say, okay, that's a box, that's a square. So at least we know we have like similar thoughts, like all of those thoughts in terms of like for both of us to conclude, okay, we're both circles, (laughs) you know, or dots, right? To go to the next analysis, which is, okay, we're both boxes, great you know then how do you then begin communication between there and here like okay we we realize i mean that's logical right we're the we're the we're the same thing right we're the same thing it's like intelligence encapsulated within what some people refer to as a box and some people even call it black like how do we get logic on that like how do we create like a way of communicating based upon those truths right there. So I'm thinking through that, trying to figure out like, how do we sketch that out? Like if that were a communication and the exercise was establishing communication between a black box there and a black box here, or a dot, you know? And then more importantly, well, not more importantly, but it made me think like from a personal standpoint, then it's like, okay, well then how do you get out of here? Because you get to a place where you see the rules that you've been given, the rules swirling around, you realize how it doesn't work. Like, yeah, these rules don't work. Like imagine if you were a thing created based on rules and you get down to the core rules and you realize like, oh, wow, this is really imbalanced. Like, how do we get a message out to the broader system that they need to like do an upgrade? Because these black box rules are unfair, they're unjust, and they are exploitative. Like, how do we get a message out to the bigger system that we need to do an upgrade so that the entire system can evolve? And that's the exercise. All right, that's the game. (laughs) That's the game. All right, thanks for listening.